Hey everyone, welcome back to the Kingdom Dreamers podcast. So excited to bring you an interview with Eric Nevins of the Christian Podcasters Association. Steve and I met Eric at PodFest this year. A couple of people uh, messaged me about him saying that I needed to connect with him. And we actually did and had a wonderful conversation. So I think in these past episodes, you've heard Stephen and I talk about the Crusoe podcast network that we were building. Well, we got to PodFest and found out that Eric was interested in creating his own podcast network. He is much farther along than we were um, or, and are in the podcast training area. He's got a membership where he teaches people how to start and grow a podcast. He's got a coaching program, and he also has a podcast tour service where if you're looking to be on other people's podcasts, he will connect you with them for a fee. And he's very reasonable, does a great job. And so we decided to just join forces with Eric. So we are working with him to create the Christian Podcasters Association Network. So we talk a little bit about that in this episode. If you are a pastor or you're in ministry and you are already preaching the gospel, you already have a message that you're sharing consistently, you should consider joining our network. But he also talks about the power of a podcast and what somebody in that position should do in your podcast. So you should certainly... Uh, he talks about how if you're up on a stage every Sunday and you're preaching, um, definitely turn that into a podcast if you're not already. But that's just one of many ways to leverage your content. And so he goes into other ways that you can do that and reach a different audience and reach a wider audience with the message that God has placed on your heart. So this is just a wonderful episode. Eric's a great guy. Here's our interview with Eric Nevins. Eric, welcome to the show, man. So glad to have you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. This is so awesome. So, uh, Eric, you your name has come up a couple times from people that I know, and they uh, said you need to reach out to him. And we met you at PodFest in Orlando just a few weeks ago, and now we're yeah. working together. I know. It's amazing. That's why I go to those things, because <laughs> it's fun. It's so cool. Well, let us let me, uh, because I love hearing people's stories, let's talk about yours. How? What have you been doing before podcasting? And uh, what's uh, how'd you get into all this? Yeah, so... Uh, I'll give you the the outline, and then we can dive into wherever sure. you'd like to to go. So I really uh, I grew up in sort of a Christian family, but I always had this question about how do we grow spiritually, which led me as a as an American evangelical, we have kind of one thing that we say to each other, which is whatever your problem is, doesn't matter what it is, read your Bible and pray. So mm. I went to, uh, to college to learn how to read the Bible, and then I went okay. to seminary to learn how to pray. Uh, but I graduated at a time when, like, right in the middle of the downturn, which so a lot of the jobs that I could have gotten or that I would have wanted to have gotten weren't weren't in existence anymore. Um, and so I ended up staying in the financial world for about 13 years. And that's where I discovered podcasting. And mm. I started to realize I could use podcasting to contribute to the kinds of conversations I wanted to have. Mm-hmm. And so I started my own. And then I started Christian Podcasters Association on a whim. A year later, thinking we just need a place for Christian podcasters to get together, yeah, hoping that maybe someday it would turn into a, a you know business and some of the stuff that I do today. And now that's where we are. Wow. Well, what was your first podcast? So, well, my first show is still is halfway there. It's the one that I uh, still do today. It's we're about six and a half years in. I started uh, on June 6, twenty sixteen, but it took me two years to get there because I had a lot of mindset issues to overcome and I was afraid of it not being perfect. I tried a bunch of other things. Actually, I said to my wife um, just this week, I said, 
did you you know that it has been 10 years since I took that coaching course? I bought a coaching course from a guy named Mitch Matthews uh-huh. in 2013. This is like the golden age of internet marketing, right? You could <laughs> yeah. send somebody a few emails and they'd be like, hey, let me give you $2,000. Well, I did that. <laughs> but I learned some very key things like asking questions, how to do that, and some some cool stuff and a lot of good things about coaching that I still use to this day. But it's been 10 years but I tried a couple of those kinds of things where I thought, oh yeah, well, if I just do it, then I will, you know, go ahead and and it'll be amazing and people will just flock to me. Turns out that's not exactly how it works. That's not true. Uh, no, it's not true. So it took me a long time. So I was really kind of gun shy when I started the show. Um, yeah. But anyway, we started in 2016 and halfway there really tries to tell the story of the Christian journey. Uh, I like to say it's longer, deeper, and wider than you've been told. Yeah. That's awesome. Wow. So we got Steven on here too, and he always loves to jump in and ask good questions as well. But um, yeah, so tell me like, you know, when you, how big the Christian Podcasters Association that you have, this is a large Facebook group now, and you've actually turned this into a month. We want to talk about the membership you got, the podcast tour, which is so super cool. I see tons of opportunity for that. How many Christian Christians do you have in that Facebook group now? Yeah. So we're right at about 3,200 at the moment. Wow. Uh, so yeah, which is amazing. Now it's it's kind of interesting because you know Facebook groups. Like I don't know how many people are still active. We've got some of that. Sure. Um, there's a lot of podcasts that have stopped over time. You know, so. Uh, but I think at least half of them, maybe maybe closer to two thousand, are active at the moment. Yeah, that's good. Since you do a lot with podcasting, obviously you train train people. I want to get into like some tips that you have because that'll be super valuable for you know for somebody getting started how to grow their podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you see podcasting as the best way to just get your message out? Or do you feel like it is like what you were saying? is just like a conversation. Like you want to have those conversations is the best way to just have those conversations and being able to reach out to people. I know me and Ryan have used the podcast to get in front or talk to people that would probably oh, yeah. not give us the time of day. Right? So it seems like a good leveraging tool to have those conversations. Oh, absolutely. To talk to the people that you want to talk to. So, one of the things I did not anticipate when I started my show was that I would be able to talk to people that were my influences mm-hmm. and that were people that had that I would otherwise have no business getting on a call with. Right. So uh, one of the ones I'll just tell you a story is yeah, Oz Guinness. Do you guys know Oz Guinness? Yes. He's like a, uh-huh. he's an author. He's kind of an Irish, um, you know, political philosopher guy. Uh-huh. I read a book by him. One of those things I tried was a blog, a political blog. Don't ask me why. That was that's just it's hard. But I I got this book from University Press, which I didn't even know I could do. So they sent me a free book. I read this book from by Oz Guinness, and he makes this argument about how um, it doesn't matter what ha- is happening in our culture or what is happening in government if nobody's willing to have the integrity to the character to obey whatever the law is on the, on the paper, right? That obviously matters more than what the, what the actual law is, which made me realize that stories, right? So I started asking myself the question, how do you actually change somebody's character? Well, you, you do it by stories. This is why so much of the Bible is stories. So much of the way that um, when people want to influence other people, they write, they create a story to, to share. This used to be, you know, in a tribe, it'd be around the campfire at night. Every night you would tell the stories of your, of your, ancestors in some form or another right uh so this is how character is shaped and changed so i went to so when i started my show i did it the way i do which is asking people questions about their story give, d- diving in 
caring about their experiences with God over both the good ones and the negative ones and all that. Mm-hmm. Because of that, because of that realization, well, eventually I got to interview Oz Guinness and I've had him on my show twice, which I never would have imagined, right? Like yeah. he tells me a story. Um, I mean, he, he, his parents were missionaries in China during the second world war. So he remembers as a child, young child, like fleeing China wow. during, during that. Right. Amazing. His aunt, one of his ancestors was brought to Christ by John Wesley and oh prayed for 10 generations of her family to serve the Lord. Well, mm. Oz Guinness is one of those guys, right? I never would have heard a story yeah. like that without my podcast. So when you ask about like incredible stories, having conversations and your message, I think yeah. all of those are together. I think you get to have the conversations yeah. uh, that advance your message. You get to yeah. network with people. I was not a networker when I went to what I affectionately call bank jail, where I would go to a six <laughs> by six cell and stay f- until they told me I could go. Your, your nine to five job. Exactly. Like, it was just, <laughs> I was miserable and I was not, I, I just didn't, um, I, it wasn't where I belonged. There's plenty of other people that that's fine for, but that's that wasn't for me. And I couldn't get, I couldn't felt like I was really trapped. So uh, I didn't care about networking then. But when I started podcasting, all of a sudden, I'm like, who, who else could I talk to? Who, <laughs> who else is out there? You know, I, I network with, uh, you know, with publishers and all kinds of people that I just otherwise wouldn't have had the opportunity to. I just interviewed um, Tom Brainer, who gave, I got this book. I believe okay. it's his new book. He was the president of Lifeway like for a long wow. time. Oh my god. How could that happen? How could I how could I get to talk to this guy? <laughs> and I asked him some questions. I was like yeah. uh, that I wanted to know, you know, that I'm like, hey, how when we talk about discipleship, what about this? It was kind of amazing. It was a lot of fun. It really is. Yeah, I yeah. guess I was asking. Oh, sorry. No, no, go, go. Yeah. I, I guess I was asking because I think a lot of people when they think podcast, they go, Oh, this is just another thing to get my message out there and it's a marketing right. tool. But it, it as me and Ryan have been uh-huh. doing this and seeing Ryan's impact, it, it is a unique piece to your business to build network, to build opportunities, to build those yep. partnerships. Even what we're doing with you now is very interesting. It just came from a conversation, but it's where are you having those conversations? The podcast allows you to have those podcast, those conversations in a setting of the podcast, but you're really having a like a relationship building conversation on that podcast, even though if you're asking those questions, they might have mm-hmm. something to promote, but it does seem to be more powerful and impactful for those partnerships, relationships, and the conversations than to get your message out. So Absolutely. I just want to say to Ryan's audience, that's streams of income or for kingdom dreamers, whoever we use this, the oh, yeah. message piece is an important piece of podcasting, but I think the more impactful piece for you as a person is the conversations and people you'll get to meet through this. And I'm excited to have you on because I think the network piece of it is even more exciting. Well, so I think, and I say this often, I think podcasting is more about, or at least as much about personal growth as it is about audience growth. Mm. And I think it kind of, you have to worry about both of those things. So uh, what I hear you talking about is as you're developing, you know, your, those those relationships with the people that you're interviewing, you can, I mean, it's like, I can, I can just learn from a ton of different people, (laughs) you know, with with how, and they're happy to do it. They're happy to show up and just, and I start asking questions of what about this? Okay. Let me ask you this. Why? I mean, I know the answer. At least I know one of the answers, but um, why, if I'm on Oz Guinness or I'm, um, you know, any major person in, you know, in our, in our space, um, why would I want to be on a show that maybe I've never heard of before. doesn't have a, even like my show streams of income. I get maybe 400 downloads a week. So it's not huge, yeah. but that's in the top, 
I don't know what percent that is right. even that, but um, it's not, I'm not Joe Rogan. So why <laughs> is somebody going to come on my show? Um, if I, if I, if they're way bigger than me. Uh, well, because you have the opportunity to reach a niche audience, right? So the people who want to listen to streams of income want that kind of content, right? They, they want, they're interested in business. They're interested in how do I uh, make passive income or whatever, all those, all those kind of things, topics that you talk about. So somebody who has a large audience and can come and speak exactly to their, the people that they're trying to reach, mm-hmm. that is unbelievably powerful. I've had authors say to me that like, so one guy uh, says to me, he was, he goes, he can be on the radio in like Pittsburgh. I think it was his example because he reached 400,000 people theoretically, right? You don't actually know. Sure. Sure. So hopefully say, say the reach hat is 400,000 people and not see a single bump in his sales, but he can go on a handful of podcasts that are targeted to the exact people that he wants to reach mm. and see that bump when they start to publish and see yes. that sales, people are starting to buy it because they heard about him. So I think you'd have less of the restrictions that you have on terrestrial radio and you have more um, highly targeted niches. And I think yeah. that's really powerful. Yeah. Steven, you're uh, you, you're into hunting a little bit. So it would be the difference of like a, um, a shotgun versus a sniper rifle where totally. a shotgun is not quite as accurate, um, but a sniper rifle, you can go right in and, and go after the right, the target that you're looking for. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I've ever thought of it like that, the targeted piece, but especially like the, the personal growth and the audience growth or the business growth, you get yep. to pick and choose. If you're on the radio, you don't really know who you're hitting. You are just shooting right. shotgun out there. But as soon as you get on a podcast, you have a pretty good understanding of like who that person is, mm-hmm. who their audience is. And you can even ask that host, but it is interesting that it is kind of reverse. Like you're, you're building something to attract larger influencers to come to you. Whereas like, if you are just trying to talk to one yep. of those people, like they're, they're not really going to give you the time of day because they're so busy, but they will come to you because now you have something to offer. You have that in with that audience, which is very unique. I, I don't know unless we, till we went to PodFest, like I would have thought of any of these things. I was just like, oh, I know podcasting is just another marketing ploy to me. But now I'm like, yeah. oh, there's way more to this. It's very impactful of having a podcast as part of any, either your business or just personally. I was thinking like, I should just start a podcast because there's a bunch of people I want to talk to that aren't really talking to me, but I can at least leverage. Oh, I have a podcast. Totally. Come on, <laughs> talk to me. So totally. And I, I would recommend it. And so I think you become media, right? You become media. And so you have to and media, has, media has access. You go to a ball mm-hmm. game and you mm-hmm. see those guys that mm-hmm. wearing the media tag and they're down on the court, you know? That's right. You know what? I'm telling you what, I'm trying very hard to get in someplace. Like I live in Colorado, so I want to get in at the Rockies somewhere, you know, so yeah. I can, or I thought I'm a Cardinals fan. I thought about starting a St. Louis Cardinals podcast just yeah. so I could talk about media them access. and For sure. <laughs> interview players and media people. And like, just cause I want to, that's it. That's all. I love it, man. How do you, so let's say Eric, I'm, um, I'm just starting my podcast and I want you on my show. Um, and let's say we don't know each other. What advice would you give me for reaching out to you? What would I say in an email? What's the best way to approach you? Um, Cause I'm sure you, you, I get these, you've been podcasting longer than I have. You probably get emails at least once a day, maybe more um, of people wanting to be on your show. Um, they want to, they want your audience. They want to be on your stage, but the opposite, let's say I want to reach out, for you to be on my show, but I'm brand new. I'm a little bit intimidated because I've been following you for a while and I 
I may have, I have five listeners maybe now. And so how am I going to entice you to come to my show when I only have five listeners? Yeah. Well, when you're starting out, uh, I would probably start with lower hanging fruit, right? So like get, get, get some people who you think you can probably get, whether they're friends or family or yep. somebody like that. I started with people at my church because mine is the spiritual journey. So yeah. There were just people I would run into and I would just say, hey, I'm starting this thing. Would you be interested in sharing about that? So don't be afraid to do that. But if you're going to reach out to somebody that you're interested in, one thing I think that is neglected is talking to publishers. So look for somebody who you want to talk to. Look for when they're publishing books. If they if they're start talking on social or yeah. in their media that they want to, that they're going to be publishing a book and they're getting a team together, whatever, say yes. And then go out and reach out to the publisher and say, hey, are they booking interviews? Because I'd love to get them. Yeah, the other thing you can do, you can always reach out to, I, I, I reached out to um, a woman who I follow on Twitter. She published a book last year and I just didn't hop on the train fast enough, I don't think, to get her on my show. But I reached out to her on Twitter and she said, yeah, let's do it. Here's my email address. Send me an email and we'll get it booked. But what I did in that conversation is I said, hey, I've been following you for a while. I really like your message about this. That resonates with my audience in this way because, and would you be interested to come and share with me and my audience? And she said, I'd love to do it. So it doesn't take, it really doesn't take that much, but you got to demonstrate that you know their work and that, and why they're a fit for your audience. Yeah. There's people like, uh, I know Amy Porterfield just launched a book. Yep. Um, Russell oh, Brunson, when he was launching, I think one of the most recent, I don't remember which one it was, he got on tons of podcasts and I got an email, you know, if I wanted to be on the list to potentially be, have him on there, I didn't do it, Did you, but, um, what? I, I should have probably, yes, for sure. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was my mistake. But those are opportunities like that, that um, when they are in book promotion mode, you'll be able to talk to yep. somebody that you probably normally would not have the time to come on your yeah. show. And then the key is to is to try to think of one, at least one question that n- everybody else isn't going to ask them, right? That no one else is going to ask them. So think of w- one thing that resonates with your message, with your whatever your show is about that you can draw out of that person that is different and unique. And that then becomes a thing that you can share market that makes them want to share because they're not just saying the same thing over and over again. Mm, that's so good. Then you'll stand out for sure. That's right. That's good. What are so some I had, like so can it? I give you an example of that? Absolutely, so I do. interviewed a guy named Sky Jatani, um, who is on the Holy Post with Phil Vischer. And uh, he's he actually wrote one of the best books I've ever read on Christian discipleship called With. Mm-hmm. But uh, when after I got done speaking to him uh, with our doing our interview, he actually said like this, he goes, thank you for this interview because it was a lot more biographical about him and kind of his experiences, which is what I do, versus just talking about, we still talked about the stuff about his book that was coming out at the time. We still went over that, but we did it in a different way that uh, I think was more interesting. So if you can get that kind of a response, Yes. You're doing it right. Yeah, that's, that's so good. What tips do you have for somebody that's saying, man, I know that I probably should start a podcast, but it sounds like a lot of work. And I mean, no, the answer is just to hire you to help help me out. Uh, that's, the, that's, that's what I would do because I don't want to learn all the technical stuff. Um, right. But let's just tips for getting started um, if they're thinking about yeah. doing it. Well, so I have this kind of five, I went to seminary, so I have to alliterate. I get these five M's yeah. contractually obligated. So yeah. I, I think about it this way. And actually the things that, that most people start with is like the mechanical tips 
what do I need? I got to buy a microphone. I got to figure out where to put it on the internet and all these kinds of things. That's the easy part. And so I, I turn this into a, I think of it like a house, right? When you're building a house. So I don't know if you've ever built a house, but maybe you've seen it. So here's the five M's. The first one is actually mindset, and mindset is your foundation. So it's the place where uh, where everything rests on. If the foundation is not good, you're in trouble. So part of your foundation needs to be, uh, even if this is hard, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do the work. I'm going to show up. For me, I had to decide. Remember I told you how I had some of those things that didn't do so well uh, before I did my podcast? One of the things I had to decide was that every Monday, there was going to be an episode of Halfway There, no matter what. No matter how many downloads I got, no matter how discouraged I was, yes. there was going to be an episode of Halfway There until it was successful. And that's what I did. There were a lot of Sunday nights where after watching Sunday Night Football, I'd have to sit down and, and work on my my podcast until 11, 11.30 at night. I had to be at work at 6 in the morning. So mm. that was not a lot of uh, sleep for Eric. And sometimes Eric can be grumpy, <laughs> like if I can talk about myself in the third person like that. So, But that choice, right, that mindset of I'm going to publish a publish a episode was really important. So there's things like that that you have to have in your mindset. Yep. Um, the second one is message. And we talked a little bit about this, but you need to know your value proposition. What is it? Who are you helping? What are you helping them do? And what's the transformation they're going to get as a result? You guys know that. You got to know that. And if you don't, then um, you're in trouble because the message is the framing of the house, right? So it's the thing that everything else hangs on. So you're, you've got your value proposition, you've got your ways that you help people and you try to figure that out. Do you have to have that figured out before you start? No, um, it can come into focus as you're going. In fact, yeah. sometimes people will change whatever. It will develop. The ways I talk yeah. about the spiritual journey today are very different than the ways I did in 2016, but that's because I, I developed it as I, as I went, right? Okay, yeah. yeah. next one, the third one is mechanics. And this is where everybody wants to start. Get a decent microphone. At a minimum, one USB microphone is all you need. You can get onto Zoom. You can get onto Zencaster. I think is even free. They have a free plan. And a USB microphone, you can record both video and audio super easy yep. and in high quality. It's not Do that, you have a that tough. rough price point? Because I know people look at those USB mics and go, oh, I'm not going to spend $400, $500. No, 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 you don't have to. So like I have the Heil PR40, which is like $350 dollars or so you can you can go uh you know bigger even if you want but you don't have to there's really good mics for a hundred dollars uh if you on amazon and a lot of those come with the all the fancy stuff the boom arm and the you yep. know the you know the stuff that makes you feel like you're doing your doing, doing the, your, your real, <laughs> exactly real, real pro right. i'm gonna get so speaking of, here's the thing you never actually outgrow that by the way I'm, my boom keeps like slipping sometimes when I'm doing conversations, which is really irritating. So I want to get one that attaches to the ceiling. And so I can just stick it up there and then pull it oh, down awesome. only because I think it's cool, right? That's that would be so cool. you never outgrow that. But so, <laughs> and the mechanics, so the mechanics, I'm going to go back to my house analogy. Your mechanics yeah. are the stuff in your house that make it work, right? So like your yeah. plumbing, your HVAC, your electrical, hopefully you set it up once and you forget about it. You never have to look at it again. It's a problem if you have to worry about your plumbing, right? Like you don't want that. So, but you can upgrade it at some point. You can yeah. put in the tankless water heater instead of the regular, you know, so you can get, you can get new, new things if you want, yeah. uh, but you don't have to think about it all the time. You set it up once, no big deal. So let me give you the other two real quick and then I'll, yeah, I'll let you guys sure. jump if I can. As I'm preaching, the, the fourth fourth one is marketing, and I look at marketing as the curb appeal of your house. Right, it's what invites people in. It's what makes people go, "Oh, that's actually your that's that's a place I think I'd like to hang out." And so you like it brings extra value. 
um, and you bring them into your whatever your different rooms, which are lined and supported by your message and your framing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then lastly is monetization, which I think is what makes your podcast productive. And in a house, I think of it as like a rain barrel or a um, garden, right? Your garden is what makes it productive. You can bring forth stuff that can help uh, help sustain your family. So that's the way I think about it. That's my, you know, front, front to back. And if so, don't you don't start with the the microphone. You can, you need that. Mm-hmm. Don't take forever on your message. You don't have to have it perfect, yes. uh, but make sure you have it down and you're yeah. you're at least close on what you know you want to say because that's going to inform a lot of other things like your format and the questions you ask and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's so good. Do you think? I think you said before we hit record that there's. 450,000 active podcasts according yeah, approximately. to that industry insights place. Yep. I think, um, I mean, if you had to guess, maybe they, they even have stats for this. I wonder how many of them are being monetized either through sponsorship or the host has a gr- business on the back end, like a course or a membership like you do. Just curious. If you- it's a good question. And I don't know the answer to that. I'm sure. <laughs> who knows? It's, I think it's the goal of most people who start podcasts is somehow to monetize but not everybody and that's one thing i've run into with christian podcasters a lot of times it's a ministry for them and so they're really just trying to get a message out to of you know somebody that they're they're experiencing a circumstance that they want to they want to help solve but it okay just for ministry let's talk about that for a second let's say that um i have a ministry let's say i'm a pastor or just maybe i'm a pastor and i'm putting my sermons out on the podcast and that's all we're doing um, but maybe a better question to ask is, what do you think people in ministry, how could they be leveraging their podcast better? What could they be doing differently from what you see um, to either increase listenership or grow an email list? Or mm-hmm. what are some of the things you see that ministry has some room for improvement in regard to podcasting? Yeah. So podcasting is the new tape ministry uh, for a lot of churches Ooh. where they're recycling their mm. sermons, right? Yeah. Which is fine. I'm actually really a big fan of that. I think you should do that. I think it's really valuable. People who can't make it, those shows, don't, those series, I guess, don't really um, tend to get a lot of downloads, but that's and that's okay. But you want to have it out there. I understand why you do that. Here's what I would encourage more churches to do and more pastors to do. I think you, they need to understand that uh, people are being discipled right now. Like if they're spending two hours at your church on a Sunday morning, um, and maybe even let's say give them one hour during the week when they're when they're have a small group or two hours during the week. So let's say four hours total during the week. Well, there's a whole lot of other time where they're consuming vast amounts of content mm-hmm. that is actually also shaping their worldview, shaping the way they see what's happening in the world. Yes, I think there's some problems depending on what they're listening to, right? That that may or may not uh, be valuable. Yeah. So think about that and then think about what else you could do that would, in a podcast, that would be valuable for them. And I think, think beyond um, shooting the breeze with your pastor, right? So uh, there's a show, I was just, I recorded an episode with them a couple of weeks ago called Why God Wise out of a church in Buffalo, New York, uh, where they take why questions that they hear from their congregation and they ask them. So the one I was on was, why am I not growing in my church right now? That's great. That's a perfect question for me because I talk about the spiritual journey. Let's discuss that. And so we did. Uh, 
there may be something, it may be different for every local congregation, but to think about it in terms as part of your ministry, to think about the internet. Like I think for a long time, the thing was, well, the internet's not real, right? <laughs> what happens in this building is real, but what, what happens on the internet is not real, but here's the thing. Guess what? The internet is comprised of people just like everybody everywhere else. Right? So yes. people are interacting, even though we put our best selves forward, uh, pe- people are interacting with one another, and t- you can't tell me that's that much different than what happens on a Sunday morning in a in a church service. We think about that and fill that up with good content, with gospel content, with something that encourages your people to follow Jesus, regardless of what the rest of their life looks like. Mm, that's good. So for you, it might be a separate. Like if you were, a, if I was a pastor and you were consulting me, you'd say, "Go ahead and do your tape ministry." Put your sermons out there, do that, but then have a separate podcast around a different topic like that church in Buffalo is doing. Yeah, it could even be, you can do that if that makes sense for you. It could even be in the same feed where you put it on another one every week okay, where you, bonus. where you, let's say a pastor sits around and says, okay, here's what I'm going to do. Uh, we're going to talk about the, about the themes of that sermon of this passage with somebody. So then they could either ask another pastor on staff. They could ask a congregation member. Good. They could ask somebody who's shown some interest in like, I'm really curious about yeah. that topic. Great. Let's go talk about it. And then you have this conversation. Remember, you can edit anything. So somebody says something that you're like, eh, that's kind of not exactly, <laughs> I don't know if we want to say that. Take it out. Do it, but, but don't be afraid of, of that. And then and try to have that conversation with somebody. You can again. We talked about the networking possibilities. Also, I mean, think about uh, the people that you can um, actually. Peter Engler, who's the guy who does the um, Why God Why podcast, said to me on my show, he uses the podcast as a way to expose the people in his congregation to people out there who mm. otherwise he wouldn't have the they wouldn't have the chance to see because it would cost twenty grand to bring somebody in to come speak mm. to, to their church. But they'll do the podcast for free, right? So, yeah, so they'll good. show up and they'll they'll share, and then he's using that again as a discipleship tool wow. to teach his people. It's it's a creative way to think, that's and so I good. I really love that man. So so many different ways it could be uh, just go deeper on the Sunday sermon, uh, or talk to somebody, get their opinion, you know, and just have a deeper as a side conversation about that topic. I love mm-hmm. it, Stephen. You're and what you're doing when you do that is you're teaching your people that it's okay to have those conversations. You're asking them to have them. You're you're sh- you're inviting them to to do it so that they can actually continue to grow and to think. And I would say, create creation is key to growth. Mm. That's good, Stephen. Do you want to jump in here? Well, I just think this is fascinating. I love this concept of like say your suggestions as if we were pastors. Say your suggestions as if we were missionaries. Because I think this is another part of this podcast is to to have these creative ideas. I think it's more than just like, hey, do this and get this income, do this and get this result. It's like, here are ideas. We're trying to expose people to more ideas. But I think as I'm on this journey too of understanding, it's just like, I wouldn't have thought a podcast of anything other than just a marketing ploy, throw it out there. I think what you said about churches see, I don't even know if they see it like that, but you correctly categorized the way they're using podcasts is the way they used to use their tape ministry. And then you just go, but it's so much more. Why not bring in people? Even the fact that you said you can get people that would normally charge a church a bunch of money to come and speak for, for is like mind blowing. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like the more churches I talk to, the more missionaries I talk to, it's just like they have very limited thinking. But I think 
these conversations that we are having get me excited. I want to mm. spread these ideas out to more people. So if you are a pastor, I think it's worth trying some of these. And it, like you said, it doesn't have to cost a bunch of money. And I could almost bet the house that the church, big or small, has all the equipment needed to do totally. all of this. And they have the messaging, like they have f- at least four, if not all five of the M's like right there. It's just right. using the tools slightly differently. I think this is why I'm most excited to just have more of these conversations is to go like, what, what can we do? It's not just Right. We want to show you exactly how to get an end result. It's here are some creative things. Take these and use them. We want to help you with just these ideas, these yeah. creative solutions. But yeah. I think the kingdom problem that churches are having is they're unable to get their message out there. But the podcast, they are just using it as like, this is our sermon. We're going to put it out there. That's great. But exactly what you said, it's not the best thing. And you're just, you're missing a lot of opportunity if you're just doing that. Oh man, I could not agree more. So what's what's happened is the world has changed, right? Like Amen. We, we are in the middle. We haven't seen a seismic shift like this since the invention of the printing press. So w- the church is still behind. Uh, the American evangelical church is always 20 to 40, to 40 or 50 years behind Amen. Right? In, in terms of everything. <laughs> but here's the reality. In terms of pedagogy and how we teach people, we're probably a hundred years behind. Mm. So that is an issue where we're still trying to teach people as if information is not freely available. There was a great article. I mentioned Sky Jatani once already. He's one of my heroes. I'm glad I got to talk to him. About <laughs> but, uh, he, he wrote an article. I actually asked him about this in my interview with him in 2019, which right before the pandemic, like November 2019, it came out. So he was so like spot on. Uh, Probably didn't know that though. It was about, it was called um, The Case Against Sermon Centric Sundays. He's a preacher. He's like, I hate to admit this, but the reality is people can get information anywhere today. There, mm-hmm. there, I could listen to the best preachers because they're all on podcasts now. I could listen to any of Why do I need to go listen to my guy at my church? Right. I don't. But what I can't get there now, he advocated for a more um, uh, like communion centric kind of a service there are certain experiences that I can't get online. I can't get information. So thinking about the Sunday service as more of an experience, which let's be honest, this is what movie theaters have to do. This is what restaurants have to do. This is any place on on the, because of the digital age, any place that used to trade on um, even, even like a car dealer, right? They have to have a great experience because the knowledge, I can't just show up and be, expect them to educate me on the price. I already know the price, right? (laughs) That's the way it works now. The knowledge is not is not gatekeep anymore. Uh, get kept. I don't know what the word is. But yeah, I'm so, not coming here for that basic information. That basic information is out I got there already. It. You got to do something it. different. So same thing with churches. You just have to create uh, a different kind of environment. So there's a there's a another church that I'm aware of in Indiana uh, that ha- they have a they have a, a meeting every Sunday night where they actually have a discussion. Well, they do books, they do uh, passages of scripture, whatever. And the whole thing is designed to be like, just, just show up and let's talk. It used yeah. to be like a Sunday night service. Remember how these people used to have like the same thing on Sunday night and Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. They turned it into this thing and they have people show up to like, okay, let's have a conversation. Let's discuss, let's disagree a little bit and see where that gets us and what we can kind of hammer out. That's way more conducive to growth than just sitting and listening to someone else tell me what I should think. And mm-hmm. this is why I'm not a preacher today because I wasn't very good at it. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is so What's good. crazy is you're probably impacting more people now than yeah. you were if you were just pastoring a church. But I, I yeah. think with your skills and abilities, if you were to go back to pastor a church, 
it wouldn't just be your congregation in that room. You would still be reaching right. a bunch more people because you understand the tools and you can leverage the tools. I, I've thought about that all the time because uh, people will say to me things like when I say talk about this stuff, they're like, when are you going to start a church? Like, no, don't do that to me. I don't want to. Uh, but then I think about it and I'm like, well, what would that look like? And it would have to look very, very different. I would not do, I would not preach every week. I would not. Um, I would, in fact, I would, I would maybe do it in a way that I could get some feedback or people could have discussions. Uh, and it would be more of a large scale seminar where we're, where we're yeah. all discussing. Um, I would, I could maybe do that and get behind that. And then there would have to be a number of other things, but yeah, I think it's got to change. It's going to have to change. That is going to change in the next, uh, I would say 40 or 50 years, but it's, yeah, we just have to, this is the way we, we help people learn. Mm, that's awesome. So tell us about, um, I want to hear about your membership, your, your Christian Podcasters Association members. What do they get? And let's talk about the podcast network for a few minutes too, and then we'll let you go. So what are, what are you, um, you've got the free Facebook group of 3,200 people, but you also got an extra level of service for those that want to go a little bit deeper. Yeah. So the free Facebook group is for people who just want to connect with other Christian podcasters. And so they do that. They help each other. And there's a lot of good stuff going on in there. Also the guests, there's places for people to say they want to guess things like that yeah. but the membership i started that because i really wanted to go deeper with a, a few people yeah. uh, and so that is uh every tuesday night we get together and we have uh either one or two conversations i invite a guest to come in and share something with us that will help us sharpen our skills so last night we had a guy named jeff c who does video i met him at podfest also he does awesome. video stuff and uh, I've been wanting, to, I've kind of known of him for a while, but never had a chance to meet him until uh, in Florida. And he taught us all about video. Like, here's what you got to do. It's not as hard as you think. And he he gave us all that kind of that kind of stuff. And so I'll bring in people like that. Um, and we ask our questions and we take the challenge and we, you know, see what, see what that, what happens from there. And then the other weeks, uh, every other week we have group coaching. And so I'll just kind of open the floor and say, who wants to be on the spotlight? You can bring an issue, bring a question, bring something that's really perplexing you. And I will uh, either answer it myself if I know something, or I often leave it open to the group uh, so that people can speak into it. And, you know, we have a bunch of great people who, even though they're not coaches professionally, they should be because they, yeah. they can ask great questions. They can dive into that. Yeah. And so we we just all kind of support that each other. The community, I know people come for like information and like I, they want they want that, but the community and the accountability are brilliant and I really do love it. So that's, yeah, that's it's $49 a month, but I think what you get for in those meetings is amazing. Oh, I didn't even mention all those things, all those videos that we make of people, you get access to those as well in wow. the, in the library. Yeah. Have you had a live event of your Christian Podcasters Association? We did one in 2021. We did one called Christian Podcast Summit. Okay. And it was that was on social media. Yeah. And it was so we did, which is when I was actually trying to get a hold of Jeff C because he has this thing called Manly Pinterest Tips, which I thought was pretty cool. <laughs> you know, I was trying to find something like teach me about Pinterest that's not about, right. you know, makeup and whatever. So uh he <laughs> I, I I didn't connect him with him until this year, but yeah, we did that in 2021, <laughs> January. It was fun, it was really great. I think I'd like to do a little bit differently next time. And um I'm actually thinking about it in a couple different ways. I want to do a community day, which I told you guys about before, where we have 
three or four people instead of like two whole days of content. Let's dive really deep on one subject. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing I'm working on that I think is kind of a zig when other people are zagging is I want to have a podcaster's retreat mm-hmm. where we don't even talk about what to do. Yeah. Let's just get together. I, I can coach or you know yeah. encourage people, but uh, mostly we're just going to be together. We're going to maybe do some worship and some, you know, just cool. encouragement. And I think it's just a whole different thing than what you get at some of those conferences. Yeah. I love it. That's a great idea. Keep us posted on that. And I'm working on it. I will. So we came to the pod fest. Um, we're thinking about, Hey, we're going to start a podcast network. And then we ha- sit down with you and you kind of had that in the back of your mind. So we just decided to join forces with you and do it together. So Tell people what a podcast network is because Stephen and I are kind of still learning ourselves. Um, <laughs> Even though you started one? <laughs> try to explain, yeah, try to explain what a podcast network is, why people should be a part of one, and why, you know, who who we who might be a fit for us. Because there's people listening right now that we would love yeah. to have join our network. Um, I think this is an easy sell because it doesn't cost anything. <laughs> right. I want to pay you. We eventually could pay you. So talk about that. Well, that's that's the brilliant thing. So a network. Usually for podcasters, you have to pay for your hosting. You have to pay for a number of other things. Getting the monetization can be difficult, particularly with ads, because you have to have so many downloads before you can really make any kind of real money with advertisers uh, because they pay on a a certain basis where like per thousand downloads, right? So if you're not getting 10,000 downloads per episode, it's tough to go, oh, okay, how much am I going to make? So a network, what network does now there's different kinds, but we'll talk about what we're going to do is brings us together as a conglomerate, right? So we're like all on the same, under the same banner. And then all of us, we can, we can put together our downloads and, and you can have ads. So the beautiful part is because we're able to monetize across the network, the cost to the podcaster for hosting can be zero. And then the the ads can help monetize and we can split that with the podcaster so that they can monetize much more quickly than they otherwise would. Now, it's still going to be dependent on your downloads, but sure. the advantage of the network, which is then we can actually advertise your show on my show or my show on these four or five other shows so yes. that we can collectively, you know, rising tide lifts all boats. We can all go that way. I have a friend who's on a, another network uh, and his podcast got advertised on the second episode of a really popular show in 2021. It was one of the top shows, num- number one or number two in the religion and spirituality category. And sometimes on the main, like all podcast charts, yeah. he got his show advertised on that. Uh, and it like quadrupled his, his wow. downloads. Right. So there's power there uh, when we, if we can, you know, lift all the, lift all the boats. Totally. So somebody who's brand new could go through your training, hire you to help them start their podcast and join our network right away if they wanted to. Who right. what, what type of people are we or are we looking for for the network? Yeah, so there's really only two requirements that I have is you have to be committed to publishing regularly. And we've had a little bit of debate about what does that mean exactly? <laughs> uh personally, you know, if you're willing to show up and do, I would love to have weekly shows, but if it, you're a couple times a month, I'm, I'm okay with that, but you gotta, you gotta be committed to publishing regularly and for a, for a long time. And then the other thing is, I think you just have to be a Christian, preferably, uh, you know, my view, I think if you can affirm the Nicene creed, which gets a little bit in the theological weeds, but that that's good. That's a very basic level of Christianity. Uh, if you can do that, then I think we can be friends and, and we can. Right. Yeah. So that's do. a good distinction because it doesn't have to be, 
like a Christian, a Christian podcast, podcast. Like yours. Like that's right. My streams of income show fits this because I'm a believer and I don't, I talk a lot about my faith, but it's primarily business. So if somebody listening, you're a believer, you want to be a part of a network, network like this, your show right. can be on any topic. It doesn't really matter so much that. Right. Well, see, that's actually what I love is, and I say this all the time to my podcasters, is they're bringing the gospel to bear on their niche, right? Yes, so, so, good. That, so like one one lady in my group, uh, Paula Chamberlain, has a a show about quilting, right? Somebody else has a show about leadership. There's there's all these different different ones, and based on their skills, their you know background, but the gospel runs throughout all, all of them, just in different ways, mm-hmm. uh, and that's that's what I care about. So I think the network will reflect that That's for sure. So good. You know what? That lady with the quilting show, let's say that yeah. she decided, you know what? I'm going to go straight away and just going to change my podcast to call it about, you know, uh, I love Jesus podcast. Right. Well, she'd probably lose some people. And the fact that she has a quilting podcast is going to attract people that may yeah. never, ever, ever listen to a podcast. If it was or go close at, to a church or go close or even yes, exactly. Or walk right. on the same sidewalk as a church. Um, but we'll listen to her podcast and you know, may, Make it saved as a result of that. Or plant a seed. Like you just don't know. Absolutely. So she she doesn't always talk about you know her faith, but uh, she says every quilt has a story, which I think is really a brilliant insight into the quilting world. Yeah. She <laughs> she can, but when she does interview believers, she doesn't hide it and she brings it up. And so then there is this kind of, so you know, it's, it's just part of the life, but yeah, which I think is the way the gospel should be. No, like, and trust her because she's a quilter and they're in the same niche. And that opens the door for her to essentially speak into them, you know, that yep. gives them, gives her that in, in that person's life because they trust her in her quilting niche, which is so cool. Exactly. It's amazing. And that's why, that's why I'm so passionate about content, yeah. about creating, about being, you know, a person who's willing to put your passion online yeah. to share with other people. Uh, if you're a believer, you you can bring the gospel to bear, which means you're bringing the gospel to the world. Mm, that's good. So guys, if you're interested in the network um, for now, I guess, email me Ryan at RyanRieger.com. <laughs> um, where can people find you if they want to do your podcast tours? We didn't talk about that, but that's where oh, if yeah. I want to hire, if I'm promoting a book, for example, and I want to be on a bunch of shows, I can actually hire you to get me on shows, which is amazing. Um, but where's the the portal for all things, Eric? Yeah, best place to go is ericnevins.com. You can find, there's a contact button there. Just hit that contact button. I'll get that. And uh, I will be happy to respond. You can always hit me on all the socials if you'll find me. You just search Eric Nevins. Eric, thank you so much. This is awesome. Look forward to working with you more, man. Thanks for having me. It's been a lot of fun.